The only two things in life that make it worth living. Guitars are too good for feeling women. I don't need my name in the marquee lights. Got my soul, got you with me tonight. Baby, it's time we got back to the basics of love. Let's go to Lupin Black Tech. Welcome to Houndstooth Heroes. Uh, as you know, you can find us on Facebook. Maybe we're not really sure if we're still there or not. But you can definitely find us on Twitter at H2th Heroes. By the way, we are operating on an abacus tonight. Um, I'm moving. Uh, nothing's really happening with him, but I'm moving. I'm in the, my laptop is in, uh, on a van somewhere. So we don't really know what's going to happen tonight. Uh, we're kind of winging it. Uh, but last week we were scolded by listener Carol for bringing up politics in the midst of this podcast. And we'd like to point out, Hey, listener Carol, we are now sponsored by the Walt, uh, Maddox campaign. Cause that's what we do here. We just claim sponsors. We don't really actually have sponsors except for Druid City Brewing Company, who is the best sponsor in the world. But now we're sponsored by the Walt Maddox campaign. So suck it, Carol. Um, anyway, um, my name is Greg. His name is Ellis. We are coming to you live from Santa Fe, New Mexico because I moved and Nashville, Tennessee because he didn't. Tell me, Metsy, what are you drinking? <laughs> Gregory, it is uh, important. I feel like the lawyers would want me to note that Walt Maddox did not approve this message. <laughs> Absolutely but, not. <laughs> but thank you for that. Anyway, tonight I am drinking delicious, delicious rum, my favorite rum, mm. because we are such worldly men. Yesterday, or, or last week, I should say, you upped the game with your illegal mezcal. The thing about rum is you don't really, you don't really know... How much you've had as you go, and then you just sort right. of learn. The uh, proportions don't matter, as we pointed out. We did. That's exactly, yeah, that was the point we were trying to make, and here we are. It's Rondell Barlito. It's the best. Uh, hashtag rum. How about yourself? Uh, absolutely. On the rum train, brother. Um, I've been, because I have exactly one thing available to me. Um, as I mentioned, all my stuff is on a, is on a van somewhere. So I have one half of a handle of Captain Morgan and some Diet Coca-Cola, and that's where we're headed with that. Uh, because, frankly, that's all we have. But when last we spoke, we were both headed off to the Grove. Um, tell me about your Grove experience, pal. I had a decent little Grove experience there among the powdered blue faithful. God love them. Uh-huh. There's, no, there's no consensus there, by the way. No, they're blue. It's all over the place. Yeah, I'm I'm not the first to make that point, but it is all over the place and and kind of gives you a headache by the end of it. Uh Grove experience was just fine overall. One of my better, I thought. Uh there was smuggled alcohol left and right. There was open alcohol left and right. There were sharks, inflatable sharks hanging on strings. I met <laughs> the infamous Tony the shark who was creepy. And... Did you ask him where most of his head went? I didn't ask about the disappearing head. I was more, right. I'm more interested in kind of the skin tone. There's okay. like a weird shark gray skin tone that they've developed. Right. Uh, the whole thing was weird. He played a prominent role in their pregame, like warm up stuffs and videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, all very weird. Overall, though, excellent Grove experience because I saw you, pal. Yes. We didn't get a picture, oh, well, though. We didn't get a picture, and uh, and that was all my fault. But and I, I'm going to blame Red Cup Rebellion and Alex McDaniel, and here's why. Mm. Um, I got to their tent. I had a few old fashions at the city grocery uh, upstairs. And if you have never had this, the city grocery up, uh, old fashioned experience upstairs, you're missing out on one of the finest things in life. Uh, they know how to make us, they know how to make an old fashioned and the scenery uh, both in person and architecturally is beautiful. Uh, so I had a few of those and headed to Alex's tent. Uh, and Alex was always as always, a hospitable host, and I found myself overserved. I got, and then by the time the game rolled around, it was five. And look, here's we talked about this. I was excited about this five o'clock kickoff, thinking, "What a fantastic time for a kickoff! The sun will be setting, this uh, the heat will be just dissipating." No, it was hot as hell. So by that point, I was overserved. I was being beaten on by the sun. And I was under a tent, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of where I'm going to end. So I did not make it to the game, and I uh, am sad that I did not make it to the game. Um, but, you know, what do you do? Um, any other game day experiences before we get to the actual the actual uh, breakdown, as sadly as we do a breakdown, on, the, on, the, on your pregame? Uh, no, I think you summed it up. It was roughly a billion degrees. Right, exactly. And, um, and... go ahead. No, I mean, I, I was going to move on into the game and I was a little pissed about it. Here's why. Um, you know, we have prided ourselves on ourselves on being the originators of the run the damn ball phrase, because there we, we were. We started that. Into, we did start that. In 2012, in the Johnny Manziel game, uh, lots of words were said, but the ones that came out of our mouth that stuck were run the damn ball. And we actually engaged our entire section in that chant and it stuck. Uh, and so we're really kind of proud of that. And so I feel let down because frankly, we don't, we don't run the damn ball anymore. Um, for example, we had a total of 210 rushing yards for the entire day. Uh, nine different contributors to that 210 rushing yards. Damian Harris had a <coughs> had a decent day with 62 yards on five carries. Najee Harris also okay, 38 days, 38 yards on nine carries. Not great, Bob. Your thoughts? Well, it's not great, and it is a concern. Obviously, I have concerns. But I don't know how much of this is actually problematic and how much of this is uh, just us looking for things to be concerned about. I mean, you have to assume, <laughs> really? though, yeah, yeah, it sounds hard to believe, far-fetched. Uh, you have to assume that opposing defenses are playing, like, four men in the box so that they can drop an entire team back to stop Tua. And I just don't understand, then, why we're not seeing... We're, we're seeing productivity as though they're stacking the box. And certainly they were in the second half, and we'll get to that momentarily. Um, right. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm, – I'm concerned only because I need something to be concerned about. Is that fair? That's totally fair. Uh, what about what – what, what did you see from their offense that stood out? Or what did anything really stand out? Well, it's, it's just worth 
I think, bringing up the adversity now, Gregory, that this team has faced. I mean, Ole Miss came out and in one play scored a, a fairly gorgeous touchdown, I have to say, uh, if you ignore the fact that the man stepped out of bounds before he reached the end zone, which he totally did. But I'm glad they gave it to him because I can't handle getting in yet another confrontation in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium about <laughs> the cheating Birmingham-based refs and the video replays and the whole deal. So I just just – so much adversity that this team has faced, and I'm so proud of them. Uh, but yeah, scoring on the first play was a dumb thing that they did, and it was hilarious to watch from in the stadium. Less hilarious to watch and more dazzling and, dare I say, downright erotic was the performance from our sweet, sweet Hawaiian prince, Mr. <sighs> Tagavailoa, who at this point I'm going to start calling the elder Tagavailoa. As right. we await the next member of the royal family. Uh, right. Tua was 11 for 15 on the day, 191 yards, and two TDs. My favorite play, I do want to highlight, I'll highlight two plays, Gregory. Favorite play right. was one of his two third and longish touchdown passes, uh, the one to Irv Smith Jr., which happened in the end zone right in front of us. And it was gorgeous because it was like third that was and sexy nine, as hell. Maybe. And this drunk Ole Miss fan in front of me, who I became besties with throughout the course of the day, turned around and was like, I know he's just setting this up for a touchdown pass. Why do y'all even do this? Like, it's third down. He's going to throw a touchdown pass. And then he just threw a freaking laser uh, directly to Irv Smith, which was awesome. Second favorite play was Jerry Judy down the sideline, who is quickly becoming, I mean, just such a special generational yeah. talent right in front of us. Jerry Judy, our boy, uh, Judy, 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 if you will. He finished mm -hmm. the day three receptions for 136 yards and two touchdowns, but the the what should have been the third touchdown is what I am most attracted to uh, when he caught the long go route down the sideline and then just froze. I mean, just planted his feet like they were in wet cement, stopped. The poor defender, like, gathered himself, sort of tripped all over, and then tried to gather himself. And then Judy just cut around him, fake right, cut back left to the end zone. It was gorgeous. He did step out of bounds, much like DK Metcalf on the first play of the game, but was very, very into it. Uh, and the last note I'll give on the offense is our boy Jalen Hurts. Uh, you yeah. Know, outstanding young man. Has done mm. so much for the program. And oh, then God. went out there and had a pretty nice little showing in Oxford. He went yeah. 7 for 10 on the day. 85 yards. Two touchdowns. He did, I see here, have one interception, which I have to mention. I do not remember, but I'm sure it was good for the program. That interception was not good for, by the way, is anybody who had the over at 71. But who am I to judge? <laughs> um, but here's the deal, uh, that, um, cause it certainly wasn't me or anybody I know. Uh, anyway, uh, after that first disrespectful, uh, touchdown, we kind of shut them down after that, which, uh, I think is probably a testament to our defense, which by the way, shout out to an old, uh, segment in this program. I'm going to bring it back. And in terms of who showed out, there was a lot of showing out going on on this defensive side, Quentin Williams. Six tackles, Christian Miller, two and a half sacks, punctuated by the Landshark taunt, 
which he did not receive a penalty for. But if you watch the replay, he was, uh, there was a fellow in the stands who was morally outraged by him getting, <laughs> giving the land shark taunt. The fellow who was outraged was in fact dressed as a land shark. So there's that. Xavier McKinney with a knot by baiting the lesser Hawaiian roll into throwing a 30-yard interception. Our boy Bulova's the watch. Hit PAT after PAT. Just so many PATs on the day. And finally, Deontay Thompson showed out again, uh, receiving comparisons, in fact, to uh, University of Miami legend Sean Taylor by the talking horse Shannon Sharp. Um, let's, uh, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? No, I think you nailed it. There was another interception. Maybe it was by Deontay Thompson. That's exactly who it was. Deontay Thompson had a wonderful interception and had over 50% of the field wide open. Had he looked left, could have easily run that back. And I was like the only dejected Alabama fan who was not thrilled with his interception. There was that. Uh, but overall, Many people showed out, so excited to have that back. Uh, just an excellent night in Oxford. And I think now yeah. we, we turn our attention to the visiting milkmen, shall we? Let's do it, man. Um, right. You know, I've got a little bit of information. Um, the Aggie quarterback is something called Amon. Amon. It's not Mons Venus, though. It's Mond. I learned that the hard way. Uh, what, what, what or who is he? Any ideas? I, I've spent years trying to figure out what Amond is exactly. It seems like one of the characters from Monsters University, or what was the original one? Monsters Inc. Maybe there's a Mond in there. Other other guesses could be a a bike brand or like a skater shoe. That's what I've got. That's a Mond. Brilliant analysis. Brilliant analysis. All right. So Mond fits into kind of the Jimbo Fisher quarterback mold nicely, in my opinion. He's a mobile quarterback. He's got 62% completion rate. Lit up the vaunted Clemson defense for 430 yards. Three touchdowns and no picks. Now, <clears throat> at the same time, he's a sophomore. Uh, and he has not seen... I mean, I don't know if you call Clemson's defense a complex defense as much as it's just a really good big body defense. I I, I don't know that you see a whole lot of... Uh, movement in their defensive backfield as much as you just have strong talent. Um, I don't know. Uh, but they have also have a work, workhorse running back by the name of Williams. I want to say his name is Travion or something. Travion. Travion. Okay. Let's go with that. Uh, 399 yards through three games on just 59 carries, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Mon's top target is a cat by the name of Cameron Buckley. Uh, who torched Clemson. It was absurd for 93 yards on four receptions. And finally, they've got a dude by the name of Jace. And you know how mm. I feel about cats named Jace. All right, this dude is a tight end. His first name is Jace. I don't care what his back name is, but he has three touchdowns on the year. So I guess we need to be aware of that dude. Oh, just a, just hearing the name Jace gets me riled up, Gregory. You know this. Right. I know. Uh, switching sides of the ball, I can tell you virtually nothing about the Texas A&M defense, though I did find out that they came out highly, highly feeling themselves after the Clemson game. I have a quote here 
from one linebacker, Tyrell Dodson, who said, The potential of this team is scary, honestly. The potential is to win every game, and I think that's what we're going to do from now on. Playing that good, I love this so much. It sounds like what you tell your kid when they come home from a Little League loss. They took the L, like 14-1, to six innings, and then you come home and you say, playing that good against Clemson gave us a boost of confidence, a boost of swagger. End quote. I just find that whole thing so adorable that they were that fired up by the L they took at home to one Kelly Bryant, who threw for over 200 yards against them. Trash McGee here. Uh, they did mm-hmm. in that game, I'll note, the, the A&M defense forced two fumbles. Uh, they ain't recover them, but, you know, maybe could be something. Okay, fair enough. Wait, 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 wait. I smell something. Uh-oh. Gregory. Okay, hold on. Is, uh, I, I think I smell rat poison. Is, it, is there rat <laughs> poison? Pardon my oh. drama. I have very little going on in my life. I'm sitting in a house full of nothing but a blow-up mattress. So really, I'm just inventing drama at this point. Talk to me about rat poison. You got some this week, Metzing? Whew, I thought you'd never ask. No, that's what the people come for, Gregory. Hey, listener Fred. Uh-huh. Uh, the rat poison this week comes from my new favorite Twitter account, one at Dr. Norris Camacho. I am sure many people have followed him for longer than I have because he is a contributor at, uh, Good Bull Hunting, the SB Nation Texas A&M site. But his funny as hell site, by the way. I mean, it is, I, it I, is all see, around I'm, a good I'm, site. I apo- yeah, I apologize for stopping you, but, you know, we don't often give shout outs to other websites. We did for Red Cup, Red Cup Rebellion because they're funny as hell. Good bull hunting. Check them out. They're funny dudes. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, my bad. They are, no, no, all good. They're very funny dudes. Worth worth plugging. Uh, but some of you may recognize uh, at Dr. Norris Camacho's newish stick, Dennis Miller College Football Tweets. Uh, it is bizarre. It is um, obscure. But it has somehow restored my faith not only in humanity, but also the worst website on this here, Third Rock from the Sun, which is, of course, Twitter.com. Uh, he wrote a piece for aforementioned Good Bull Hunting called R-E-S-P-E-C-T, The Seven Stages of Accepting Alabama Football. That article begins with the line, It is once again time for us to kneel before the altar of Sabin and meet our fates. And that, Gregory, is grade A rat poison. That is solid rat poison, my buddy. Uh, unfortunately, nobody, look, we, we can't have a bit if y'all aren't going to help us out. We've promoted this for the past two weeks. All you got to do is put it on the Twitter machine. Hashtag ask a hero. Didn't nobody ask us a damn thing this week. So we wanted to respond to your questions in a rapid fire manner as we do, but yet nobody asked us a damn thing. So Here's what you got left for you. Uh, please remember last week's uh, turkey eating se- segment by mm. uh, Shoeless Jumbo set on Twitter. Because honestly, even without Ask a Hero, that segment will keep you warm on the coldest winter night. That's so true. I didn't actually see that we made a request this week. So if we did and nobody responded, shame on y'all looking at you, listener Fred. But right? 
Uh, my my favorite thing about that hashtag is when you click on it, it's various people like interviewing their local firefighter and all these people who <laughs> are actually doing great things, saving saving Whatever, puppies and whatnot. Legs. And, Brown, and, Brandon and turkey, turkey legs. legs. Uh huh. Whatever. Uh-huh. Whatever. So I, I, my point is, if this is gonna be a segment, heroes, we can't just beg you. You're gonna have to step up and give us some damn questions. Otherwise, the segment falls flat. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Should we, should we get to the hate? What the hell, man? I got nothing else to do. I'm going to empty out nothing but a blow up, blow up bed and a dog. Let's do it. Sounds like an excellent country song. (laughs) Exactly. I'm in a trailer with a blow up bed and a dog. It's not a blow up doll though. So, you know, got that going for me. All right. So we're going to start out. With what it became a rivalry in the '90s, a weird one, uh, I meant you know the 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 Werfels and the giant foreheads and all that business. Uh, Florida is traveling to the Vol, and Florida is favored by four and a half points. Tell me who you hate in Metsy, Gregory. This it's it. There's a decent slate of SEC games this week. And this one is such a delightful little matchup because it means absolutely nothing today, and it will never mean anything again, and I'm going to watch it with unabated glee. Uh, Tennessee is not on the up and up yet. I thought maybe, I thought after their first game, you know, it was okay against West Virginia, uh, and they had put in a couple new running backs and things were happening. And it's only gone downhill from there. They had UTEP come to town, who is on something of a double-digit loss streak. Uh, Tennessee was something like 35-point favorites, and they won the game 23 to nothing against UTEP, uh, former Mike Price fame. So mm-hmm. with that, that's really all I'm basing it on. Uh, hating, Aval, hard, real happy about it. How about yourself? All right, here we go. Before we get to this, I am going to interject Ask a Hero, because here's why. Now that you've brought out Mike Price, you've brought up literally the funniest moment I've ever had in the college coaching run-ins, and it was this. The question, hashtag Ask a Hero, what's the funniest run-in you've ever had with a college coach, Greg? Here it is. Uh, hero uh, buddy Stephen from Mobile and I, are at with a group of people are at the senior bowl and I'm we're there, there too, having by a big time. Were you there for this? Come on, Come or, on thought, damn it. I thought you'd already oh that's right you were. I thought you might have already left. All right, so because you left like a schmo. Anyway, <laughs> so so there we were at this giant seafood uh, extravaganza. Out of the corner of his eye, Lister Stephen eyes Mike Price. Um given Mike Price's penchant for Let's call them strippers because that's what they are. He decides, all right, I'm going to approach Mike Price and do the most ridiculous thing possible. And what he did was this. He approached Mike Price with a single, a single dollar bill. And he said to Price, Coach Price, I'm a big fan. Can you sign my one dollar bill? And he did, dudes. He signed he did, that yeah. dollar bill. Was that was it? Have you ever laughed so hard in your life in mixed company? I haven't, and I still laugh about it probably once a week. 
Uh, there it was Mike Price <laughs> scooping out his gumbo at the Senior Bowl buffet. And not only mm-hmm. the genius part of it, but on listener Steven's part here, uh, was that he had a whole backstory made up for why he was such a huge UTEP Miners fan there he in did. the middle of Mobile, Alabama. He It, it came uh, off the hip instantaneously, and, and Mike Price never questioned why he was writing his name on a $1 bill. But he did it. Uh, hashtag, uh, you know, hero. Uh, ask a hero, in fact. All right, ask well, getting back to... sign your dollar bill. Exactly. Uh-huh. All right, getting back to my hate. Hey, watch this. I'm going to hate on a gator. What? Uh, I don't know what... I know. I, in fact, it's my hate of the week! <laughs> oh, Gregory of the week! Watch this. I don't know why. I have no idea... Uh, but I am all about people losing their trailers, and this may be what this what this is about. For some reason, it's at home. Tennessee hates Florida. I don't really know why that, you know, I don't know why you hate Florida. They don't really inspire a whole lot of hate. But for whatever reason, I fully believe that this is the week that Jeremy Pruitt and the Vols pull their head out their ass, and they finally beat Florida. So I am hating on a Gator. That is a fascinating take, and uh, mm-hmm. I want to I want to just jump in quickly to mention news that Gregory, you may not have heard last week. You you described your Grove experience, so I don't know what you got into, but I thought you should yeah. know uh, Auburn lost. Oh, that's right. And was see, it, and there was, was this whole clo- way it happened. Wait, were, right? Were they were they behind and almost made a comeback, but didn't? What? How, how did Auburn lose? In in fact, it was nothing like that because at oh. at at halftime of the game, there was this moment, maybe halftime, I don't, sometime in the game. Uh, see, Auburn was ahead. They were playing at home against LSU, ahead. who you may yeah. recall, who you may recall came back and defeated Auburn last year after Auburn had been up twenty one to nothing. Wait, what you're saying is this has happened two years in a row that Auburn well, was well, in I, fact ahead. Yeah, yeah, spoiler no. alert, but they were up 21 to 10. There they were at home beating huh. this LSU huh. team that they were ranked above. Huh. 21 to but 10. But I heard so much. They were I ahead. Know. And then at the end of the game, they were not ahead. That is huh. precisely what I'm trying to tell you. There was a field goal, there was a hilarious radio call, and when it was all mm. said and done, Auburn, mm. in fact, did not win the game that they had been leading. What you're saying here is Auburn lost. Auburn, in fact, lost. Again. Yes, and I would be remiss if I did not give a shout-out to your boy, a.k.a. you, Gregory B. Dawkins, Esquire, (laughs) who hated an Auburn Tiger last week. I did. I told you. You did. I mean, I'm just saying, you can can overlook my Tennessee pick this week all you want to, but who was the boy who was solidly... Uh, on this game, who was the boy? Who was the boy? The boy I, wonder. I, I, I was the boy. I, I was me. I was it. I, you. It, it. 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 Me. It. Me. All right. Who's who's our next pick, dude? <laughs> next up, the Mizzou traveling Tigers are at Athens, playing between the hedgerows against Georgia, who is a fourteen and a half point fave. <laughs> Gregory, tell me who you hate. All right, here's the the sexy pick on this one for whatever the reason I don't really know is Mizzou. 
Uh, I am. A, there's nothing about me that's sexy. Everybody knows that. Uh, so therefore, I am going to hate on the Mizzou cats, and I'm going to be in favor of a dog as much as in real life. Hate a cat, love a dog. Um, I think. Um, I don't know why people are loving Mizzou so much on this game. Uh, they have a decent. They have some decent wideouts. They have that quarterback whose name escapes me right now, but he is excellent. Uh, but frankly, Kirby's building a monster. If you're going to beat Georgia, and, and and shout out to to our team, to Alabama. If you if we or anybody else is going to beat Georgia, this is the damn year to do it because Kirby is building a monster that's going to be undefeat, uh, un virtually impossible to, to defeat after this year. Uh, but nevertheless, even if they have a little bit of vulnerability this year. Uh, Mizzou ain't going to be able to capitalize on it. Uh, Georgia wins this game going away. Hate a cat. I love that motto. Uh, agree with you strongly. I don't know. I mean, what I have found in the brief bit of research I did for this podcast is that 85% of the money is coming in on Georgia, which indubitably makes it a lock. Mm. Definitely going to happen right. now. Uh, but yeah, they so Mizzou has a quarterback by the name of Locke, is who you're thinking of. That's uh, the cat's name. Yeah, he's good. He's good. But he is, he is he is way above his head with this Georgia D. That yeah, that's exactly right. I think I think there is a betting opportunity here in that Vegas seems a little behind on just how in a different league Alabama and Georgia are at the moment. I think there's no one close. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I like Georgia to win really big, probably three plus touchdowns, easily covering that four and a half, 14 and a half and qualifying mm -hmm. for my hit of the week of the week. Oh man. Did that just echo across the empty, empty walls of your home? So. <laughs> of course they didn't even wake the dog. It was that sad. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Uh, here's, here's an interesting game, honestly. Uh, Carolina is going to your Vandy, uh, Commodores, where Carolina is favored by two and a half. And look, um, I was wrong about this game. Uh, I was, when, uh, Vandy went to Notre Dame last year, last week, and I thought they were going to get their ass handed to them. But in fact, they did not. Vandy made a game of it, which really surprises me. And I don't know if that speaks well of Vandy or if that, you know, is an indictment on Notre Dame. But nevertheless, it was a hell of a lot closer than anybody on this podcast or anybody I spoke to thought it was going to be. So I don't know if that means Vandy is decent or not. Um, but anyway, it's a two and a half line. It's in Nash Vegas. Who you hating, brother? See, I've played this game before, decent or not, about Vanderbilt. And 90% of the time, they have come down on not... <laughs> I agree with you. Was right. totally caught off guard with their showing uh, in South Bend last week, but I just I think I I well let me start over. I have seen what a visiting team can turn Vanderbilt Stadium into. I suspect really? it will be full of cocks come Saturday, and therefore him hating a door. So often here. I do run into a stadium full of cocks. It happens. Mm -hmm. Hating a door. How about yourself? Hating a door. All right. I tend to agree with you, man. Um, because I think a lot of things were at play. You've got Vandy going into South Bend. Um, 
and they're coming off South uh, Notre Dame's coming off some decent games. Um, and then they've got what people think is, you know, the shit team of the SEC rolling in there. Now they are the shit team of the SEC, but they're still better than most teams in the big 10. So I really think they, I think Notre Dame expected um, Purdue or they expected Indiana or they expected, you know, somebody like that. Dandy's better than that. Um, but what they're not is in the same league as North as South Carolina. I've been high on Carolina all year. Uh, I, I, they haven't really been performing yet, but I kind of think the longer they get a little uh, time underneath them, Carolina is going to get better. Uh, so I don't, I kind of feel like this is going to be a blowout as well. Like you said, I've seen a lot of teams <coughs> where, you know, everybody was, uh, high on the doors and that doors D and I don't know how anybody's going to score on that doors D and they get their doors blown off. Um, and so not that I have any personal nice. experience with that. Nice. No. Uh, so I, I suspect Vade is going to get their doors blown off again here. Hating the doors. Loving the cock. Wow, Gregory, continuing to ride the cock, huh? I will, I will, I'm going to ride this cock until it lets me down. That's usually the way to do it. Moving on. Right. <laughs> the, the Mississippi State X Dan Mullins. Took me a minute. Mm-hmm. The Mississippi State Moorheads. Yeah, I don't know who they are now. Right? Are, no, are graciously escaping Starkville. To travel up to Lexington, well, there where they will take on the Stoop Cats. Tell me, Gregory. Oh, and uh, Stoop Cats are nine and a half point dogs. Who are you hating here, Gregory? All right, here's what's going on here. Uh, this line is off by a lot, and here's why this line is off. Kentucky beat Florida, and everybody all of a sudden got their jimmies in a wad about UK. Uh, they're still Kentucky. Florida just sucks, um, but. So I think in a, on a, I think if this game were in Starkville, if Kentucky had done what Kentucky ordinarily does, this is a 17 point line. Uh, Mississippi State, as much as I hate them, and God knows I can't stand them. Uh, I'm on record. They, people, there are people who hate Auburn. There are people who hate Tennessee. Uh, God bless you. I love you and I hate them too. But Mississippi State is on the same plane with me. I went to school, uh, at Ole Miss for law school. And I dealt with these people on a first name basis. You don't want to fuck with these people. They're, they're awful. They were awful people. Uh, but nevertheless, <laughs> beyond that, they all, in addition to being awful people, they have a good football team this year. And I'm a little bit afraid of them. Um, this, like I said, nine and a half is not nearly enough in this game. Uh, I'm hating on a cat pretty hard. Once again, loving a dog. I think State runs away with this by at least 21 points. Who you hating there, brother? Wow, big week for dogs. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm right there <laughs> with you. I think Ken- Kentucky has not seen a defense. And actually, your uh, hating a Gator pick now, um, kind of it stays on brand here and, and goes well with this pick because uh, Florida may be overrated even after losing uh-huh. to Kentucky. Uh, I think you're exactly right. Muyu's a fine team with at least what I'll call a real defense and a real yeah. quarterback, and and that'll be plenty to handle Kentucky easily here. Yeah, even on their turf on Kroger Field. Ooh, pulled that out. Hating uh, a cat here. All right, I got a quick question for you though. Well, why is it there a Publix Field anywhere? And if there was a Publix Field, 
they should have subs. I, I don't care about a Kroger field, but listen, really, right? That's what I'm wondering. Publix came out of mis- Florida, and if you're looking at at Florida man to make decisions that rational, ain't happening. All right, well, stay with me here a minute. Lane Kiffin coaching on a Publix field. Oh, ooh, right, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Lane Kiffin's, right. uh, Lane Kiffin's owls travel to Listener Crobs UCF Golden Knight Dome. It's not a dome. We are all uh, Lane think- Kiffins. I th- I think we Sorry. definitely are. Sorry, I want to say, <laughs> I know. I want to say the Golden Knights are round fourteen point faves. You got a quick hate there? Huh? Oh, I'll I'll give you a quick hate. Um, uh, uh, an inner Florida matchup against, let's say, Boca against Orlando. Ooh, um, Jam Lando. Right. Yeah. Do you do you go Boca? Which uh, everything that Boca is wrapped up with Orlando Orlando, clearly America's trashiest city. Um I I think I think I, I think Lane covers the 14 to be honest with you. Just throwing hey, I don't know. All right. I mean there's this, uh UCF is doesn't have the goods that they had last year. They're doing great, but you know, they're not gonna be self proclaimed national champions this year. I hate to break it to you. See Rob. Uh I think the I think the fight in Lane Kiffin's uh I think they keep it close. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about okay. either one of these teams, but whatever. Any thoughts? I'm fine. Uh, okay. Crab tells me that uh, the Lane Kiffin spirit was broken week one at Oklahoma, which I certainly understand. So for that reason, I'll hate an owl. Oh, whatever. Lane Kiffin's. Uh, I mean, look, if, if Layla Kiffin can leave you and you still survive, your spirit can't be broken. All right. Final one. Uh, Arkansas goes to barn, uh, where the barn is given the hog, the woeful hog. Good God. 30 points. Who are you hating, brother man? Well, it's an interesting game because you see Auburn lost last week. They did. I wanted wanted to do that. From from what I understand, they were ahead, much like they were Uh last year. Uh But then at the end of the game, they were no longer ahead. They had an essential... They had, in effect, blown a lead for two years in a row. Throwing that out. Yes, yes, it, same it, team. It, Both games hmm. had more points at one point. Significantly right. more points, even. Ended the game and with fewer points. Fewer points. Fewer points. In fact, lost, yes. is what you're saying. Auburn lost. Yes. That's what, Auburn lost, and, and that was just last week. But now they play the Woeful Hog. They're <laughs> back on. at... Back at Jordan Hare, even though their fans will tell you they never get home games. Uh, right. I am going to hate a hog here pretty bad. Not for any mm-hmm. specific reason. I think this is more like when Auburn schedules Alabama State. And right. uh, I think I think it will be not much of a game. How about yourself? Yeah. Uh, as much as, uh, you know. Granted, they are Auburn is, of course, coming off a loss because they lost again. Um, but uh, I think that loss that was handed to them by LSU yet again for two years in a row uh, will certainly motivate them to beat the absolute hell out of Arkansas, who really could not beat you and me and nineteen of our friends. Um, Arkansas is a disaster. I don't know what is it is it what's Chad's last name? Murray Miller? 
They're they're cuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, Chad Morris. Whatever. They hired a Chad. That's all you really Isn't know. Isn't it Chad Morris? I don't care. It's Chad. I think it's a they Morris. They hired a damn Chad. All right. I see. Okay, I fine. see what you're... Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. But I, I was looking for his name. Then I realized his first name was Chad. And then it's so a Chad. It's a Chad. They hired Chad. And so when you hire Chad, uh, you really can't expect much. They, I mean, North Texas uh, is a decent squad. Uh Shout out to our boy Wes, uh, living life in Brooklyn, uh, UNT grad and a Alabama fan as well because of his beautiful wife. So shout out to listener Wes, uh, and listener Allison. But, uh, UNT is good, but they beat the hell out of Arkansas in Arkansas. Arkansas is trash. Uh, Auburn's going to cover this 30. They would honestly, if you put this number at 45, Auburn's going to cover this number, hating a hog. Strong. Hug takes Gregory. Excellent, excellent. Uh, moving on to our game, your yeah. number one Crimson Tide are twenty six point favorites at home against the two and one number twenty two Texas A and M Milk Maggies. Uh, Gregory, this is typically when we go into the trends piece. Um, I will, I will just say that I have no trends tonight because you see, I'm mediocre at best in pretty much every aspect of my life. And depend largely and overwhelmingly on both the intelligence and the labor of those around me to carry me through life's least trying of situations. So, well, no with that in mind, <laughs> I got. I mean, I got nobody's going to dispute that. Well, I mean, were you looking for somebody to jump in and say, "Oh no," because nobody's going to dispute that? Oh no, quite the opposite. No, absolutely. I okay, just need fair. to all right, be clear with everyone. All right. With all that in mind, tied twenty-six point favorites at home. 2.30 kickoff on the CBS if you live here in God's time. Gregory, tell me, who do you hate? It's going to be hotter than a thousand suns at that game. Ooh. Right? All right. So I'm, I'm, I, I've, got a, I've got a trend going, and I'm, you know, who, be, who am I to dispute a trend? I'm going to still hate us. Every time I hate us, we cover. So what the hell? I'm going to hate us again. I have no particular reason to hate us. We've I, we've shown no reason for us to hate us, but you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the lightning. Uh, you're tied, forty four. Texas A and M twenty. What say you, Metsy? Twenty whole points. I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. No, I'm, I'm I'm trying to work a, a trend point. here, bro. I'm trying it's to work a, great... a trend. Do you mind? Sorry, excuse me. Uh, well, so I I was revisiting my pick last week, in which I predicted that your Alabama Crimson Tide would finish the game with 69 points. And we came so nice. close. So close. Right. It would have been nice. And isn't there a rule? If you get to 69, you should just stop scoring. The scoreboard just switches rule, to me, nice. Everybody claps right. and laughs. And then it's and everybody over. walks out the stadium. That's, that should be yeah. the rule of college football. If there's one rule I can change, it's that. We were so close, pal. And it would have given us that over. But alas, that final touchdown <laughs> proved evasive. It did. Not that your boy is bitter about it. Uh, no. Anyway, no, 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 no. so with that in mind, I'm going to, I was initially about to say Alabama 50. I think Tua is going to do Tua things as we have come to expect. And maybe, maybe we get a Heisman moment. Here's my big prediction. Hot take. Heisman talk moment coming this week. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's going to be a run or one of his spins and then flings. Mm. 
Uh, two is going to do something crazy cool that gets played everywhere. Not really a hot take. Everybody's like, yeah, that's what happens all the time. <laughs> uh, but I think I think this one will be one that everyone talks about for years and years to come. Tua shows out. That said, I'm going to subtract one touchdown from my presupposed total because, A, we hate hitting an over. And hate right. hitting an over. And I've better. now seen... No, no, certainly don't want that impression given. Uh, but I have now seen our second half offense uh, sputter against the Ole Miss defense, which right. uh, is an impressive feat into its own. So with that in mind, I think the defense has a great game against whatever Amond is. I'm going mm-hmm. tied 43. Jimbo, what did I call them? The Jim Baggies? I still like that. Jim Baggies. I, 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 it, was, it, was, it was good, whatever it was, yeah. Thank you. Jim Baggies, <laughs> 10. So hating hmm. a milkman hard here. Fair enough, my buddy. All right, well, that will do it for another episode of Houndstooth Heroes. As always, uh, we are brought to you by Druid City Brewing Company. Let me tell you something. If you are in Tuscaloosa this weekend, Drive up to the Druid City Brewing Company. It's right there behind the bakery. You know the one that smells so good. Uh, if you drive into the area where the brewing, the, where the brewery is, there are going to be some scouts sitting there at a tent. Uh, the scouts are going to try to take your money. You say, oh, no, no, and you wave your finger at the scouts, and you say, I am going to Druid City Brewing Company to enjoy a beer. And guess what, kids? You get in for free. You get to Park for free. And where does that happen in Tuscaloosa? Nowhere but Druid City Brewing Company, our sponsors. So do that. Go have a beer with Bo. Go have a beer with Elliot. Go have a beer with everybody at Druid City Brewing Company. They're going to have show you a hell of a time. Um, so with that, thank you, as, as always, for joining us on this horrible podcast. We will see you next week. One quick shout-out. Our buddy Adam Condra has a record out. He is a hilarious comic, and it's called Back When We Had... What is it, what is it called? Back When when He Had Hair? I Back think it's when called he Back When hair. He Had Hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, and it is available anywhere you listen to things. Uh, Apple, uh, I don't know where people listen to uh, Spotify, all that stuff. Go listen to that record. It'll make you cackle. Uh, it'll bring a tear to a glass eye. Uh, thanks again, and we will see you next week. Take us home, brother. All right, and and shout out once again to listener Carol, who found that mentioning 1960s integration was too political for her sports talk. Uh, Y'all be good. Roll, roll, Walt. (laughs) Yep. Love you, Gregory. Roll Tide. Love you. Bye.